بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القرآن المجيد يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا وقال تبارك وتعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون صدق الله العظيم وقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا معشر الشباب ومن استطاع منكم الباءة فليتزوج إلى آخر الحديث وكما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم اللزم دي بردز الله سبحانه وتعالى از يمنا سي كومبليت ا بيوتيفول دين دين الاسلام از ا موست بيوتيفول دين مور براكتيكال دين موست براكتيكال موست بيوتيفول موست ايزي Every step in our life, Nabi Ali Salatu Wasalam has given us guidance in regards to nikah as we will be experiencing a nikah after Salatul Jumu'ah. So we regard it appropriate to discuss a few things in regards to nikah and marriage. Once Nabi Ali Salatu Wasalam was sitting in Masjid al-Nabawi and an individual walked into the masjid. The Rabi, the narrator of the hadith, has Umar bin Khattab radiyallahu So he says, Bainama julusun inda Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that you were sitting in the majlis, Bainama julusun. You were sitting in the majlis of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and a person walked into the masjid al-Nabawi. La yura alihi athru safar There were no effects of suffer and traveling upon him. He didn't look like a traveler from out of town. He looked like a local. But we don't know this person. وَلَا يَعْرِفُهُ مِنَّا أَحَدٌ No one recognized him. We don't know him. Doesn't look like a traveler also. So who is this person? So he walks directly to the masjid. Nabi Ali Salatu Wasalam is sitting in Masjid Al-Nabawi. And the majlis is on. Nabi Ali Salatu Wasalam is teaching Sahaba radiyallahu ta'ala anhum the ahkam of deen, the laws of sharia, complete deen. And Sahaba Ikram learned deen in the masjid. From Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam And this will always be the avenue of ta'aleem That we will learn our deen in the house of Allah This is the place where we will learn our deen How to make amal upon the deen sitting By in the company of the ulama'i karam Ulama'i haqqani rabbani And from there we will learn the laws and the sunnahs of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam So he says that this person walked in And he sat in front of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam فَأَسْنَدَ رُقْبَتِهِ إِلَىٰ رُقْبَتِهِ And he said so close, Nabi Ali sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was seated in a tashahud position. So he came into the masjid and he joined his knees to the knees of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This was to attract the attention of sahaba radiyallahu ta'ala anhum. Something important is about to happen. وَوَضَعَ كَفَّيْهِ عَلَىٰ فَخِذَيْهِ And he placed his hands upon the mubarak ties of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. According to one interpretation, that he placed his hands upon the thighs of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Then he said, فَقَالَ يَا مُحَمَّدٍ He addressed him by his name. Sahaba al-Ikram became all ears. Who is this person? Calling our Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam by his first name, يَا مُحَمَّدٍ أَخْبِرْنِي عَنِ الْإِيمَانِ أَخْبِرْنِي عَنِ الْإِسْلَامِ Different questions he posed to Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam. And every time Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam gave the answer, what Islam is about, what Iman is about, then he would say, Sadaqta. O Nabi of Allah, you have spoken the truth. 
He's taken the imtihan examination of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Sahaba ikram, I'm more amazed that who is this person? That you are taking the imtihan and examination of Nabi and you're also giving full marks. Sadaqta, you've spoken the truth. You say, ajibtu, we became amazed. Then he comes to the question which we want to discuss today. Then he asks Nabi that mal ihsan. O Nabi of Allah, what is ihsan? Ihsan has different interpretations. The common meaning is to be kind, to do something good, to be righteous, to be compassionate. But in the text of this hadith, when Nabi was asked, that O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, what is ihsan? So ulama explain that Nabi Ali sallallahu alayhi wa kalam, his speech, his sentences, wa jami' and ajmal. Very concise, to the point, and most beautiful. Encapsulated everything. So he says, Ihsan is an ta'abudallaha ka'annaka tarahu. That you worship Allah Jalla Jalaluhu as if you can see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As if you can see your creator. The one that has created you. The one that has given you your existence. As if now you live your life, or you worship Allah tabarak wa ta'ala, bihuduri qalbik. With the consciousness of your heart. That you worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this manner. And remember, if you cannot reach this stage, that you can see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you can witness Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's qudrat and beauty with your heart, with the eyes of the heart. If you cannot reach this stage, then, then, then still remember that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is still watching over you. Allah is still watching over you. From your ulama explain the quality of ihsan. What is ihsan? That to worship Allah Jalla Jalaluhu in a manner that you can see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Some ulama explain it means that if you were able to see Allah, if you were able to see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with His jamal, in His beauty, the creator of beauty, the one we find in our, in our kitchens at the time when we're having our cup of tea, and there's no sugar in the tea, we ask, where's the sugar? Or at least bring something we can dip that sweetens the mouth a bit. Whether it comes to the baking, and it comes to the things that we enjoy, minus the sugar, there's no enjoyment. Minus the sugar, there's no enjoyment. They say for a person now to worship Allah Jalla Jalaluhu, as if the love of Allah is flowing through the heart, not sugar flowing through the blood, but the creator of sugar. The creator of sweetness. To worship Allah with that muhabbat and love. When a person is enjoying the sweet meat, how is he relishing it? To the last bit now, he will not leave anything for anyone else. May Allah also, when I start my ibadat, Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhu, when they started ibadat, whether it was salah, whether it was tawaf, we have to understand ibadat of Allah, the worship of Allah, in the lives of Sahaba. That is acceptable in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When Sahaba started their salah, it was not to finish it. It was not to finish it. Like how we say commonly, let's read our salah quickly and we partake of meals. Salah must be done quickly. But everything else we take our time. Sahaba ikhram on the contrary. When they started the salah, two Sahaba radiallahu anhum, they were on watch for the night, on guard. So between themselves they have a discussion. So one sahabi says that I will take a rest half the night. 
Other sahabi say that I will stand guard. So his companion took rest. This sahabi sitting alone decided, let me start my salah. And he starts. Standing alone in a mountain pass, absolutely dark, just two of them. The enemy sees someone from a distance, motionless, he's in salah talking to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is taladhud bil ibadah, to enjoy the sweetness of ibadah. And he starts his salah. The enemy sees him, he fires an arrow, lodges into his body, not a mosquito that takes our sleep away for the night. It's an arrow that's in his body. It doesn't budge. The blood is oozing. But he completes his salah with itminan. No haste. That time the rules in regards to wudu were different. Blood flowing at that time did not break the wudu. Then after he completes his salah, he awakens, he awakens his companion. They wake up, I have been injured. And he sees the blood oozing. Why didn't you wake me up? He said, I started my salah. And I just started suratul kahf. And I did not want to cut it short. I completed the surah and then terminated my namaz. That was the ibadat. They started the tawaf to finish it. Today unfortunately now Allah Ta'ala take us to Haramin Sharifail. We say, brother, how long your tawaf took you? 20 minutes flat. It was over. Say, inna lillahi. So quickly. Why didn't you take your time in your tawaf? What is the rush for? But the ibadat must be done quickly. Salah quickly. Ibadat quickly. But Nabi Ali Salatu Wasalam says, Worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as if you can see Him. That if I could see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how would I make my salah my ibadat? Understand now the hadith sharif says to worship Allah. Not only to perform salah. In all your ibadat of your life, to carry out your ibadat as if you can see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is ihsan. Where Mashaykh explained to do every action with the sifat of husn from ihsan, with beauty, with such beauty to do your a'mal. And the most beautiful way to do any amal is in the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This is the most beautiful way to do it. So therefore I have to learn how to perform my salah according to the sunnah. How to make dhikr, how to make my Qur'an tilawat. That my Qur'an, for my dua to be accepted, my salah has to be perfected. For my salah to be perfected, I have to know my Qur'an tilawat correctly. Then my duas will be accepted. So how is my Qur'an tilawat? How is my tajweed? Do I have this concern and this fikr that, Ya Allah, my Qur'an at least must be in such a way as if I can see you. Not just to finish off khatams, but to read with love and quality. Like how Sahaba Ikram would recite Qur'an Sharif. From here ulama say that Allah desires not quantity, but quality. Do a little, but ahsinu. What Ibrahim Sahib mentions, that in every amal of yours, every action of yours, create the quality of beauty. Do it with beauty. Inna Allah yuhibbul muhsineen. Is even you do your gush also. You're going in the path of Allah. You are making nikah. Keep it small. Have it in a way such is so beautiful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the accordance of the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that Allah begins to love you. So all ibadat, whether it's salah, Imam Ghazali rahimahullah ta'ala says that amongst the things that make up ibadat in a person's life, one is salah. Quran, dhikr, and also tijarat, business, to do business as if I can see Allah. 
that my Allah is here with me right now in my business also, to become conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I am not the one that controls everything. It is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ya Allah, how should I do this? How should I speak to my staff with the quality of husn, with the quality of beauty? How do I speak to my suppliers? A person owes me money or I owe someone money. How do I speak to them? He says in your business also become conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So business also is ibadat. He says agriculture and farming also ibadat. And the point you want to get to because nikah today, nikah also ibadat. How to treat my wife in the house and how for the wife to respect the husband also, this is also part of ibadat. Also part of ibadat. That how to have a stable and a happy marital life. That in my home I understand, Ya Allah, what is your command right now in regards to my wife and my children? As if I can see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how would I behave? That as a person says, ulama said that a person says that Mawlana, I wear a very bad temper. When I lose my head, I don't care who's front of me. Whether it's a wife, whether it's a children, I don't, I can't recognize between black and white also. I lose myself completely. This is a chalaki, and this is the slyness of the nafs of a person. But me ulama say that the person now in the worst of moods, in his home, he hasn't got this consciousness of Allah. Something will go wrong in the house. But he doesn't have the consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He says, I don't care who is there. But let someone knock the door. And he opens the door and he finds his wife's two brothers that returned from the gym right now, bodybuilders. And the anger is gone. Evaporated. Marhaba, welcome, come inside, have a cup of tea. Where's the anger now? Because you haven't recognized Allah. You haven't brought Allah into your home. You haven't recognized the qudrat, the power, the beauty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, so your life will be bitter. If you have this huzur qalbi, that you live now in the consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, especially in nikah. And here Mashaykh explains so much, when it comes to nikah, Allah Jalla Jalaluhu, on behalf of the masturat and ladies of the ummat, Allah addresses the men and tells the men, وَعَاشِرُوهُنَّ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ the Hakim Sahib Rahimullah is to say, Allah has appointed Himself as the advocate on behalf of the women of the Ummah. I know how I created them. And He would say that Nabi Alayhi Salatu Wasalam said that Allah Jalla Jalalu has created your wife from your most crooked rib. From the left, most upper rib, which is the most crooked one. Allah has made her from that. Allah, but with that crookedness, subhanAllah, how she runs the house. How she takes care of the husband and the children. So Zakim Sahib used to say that you supplied the material. Now you got to live with the material. You supplied the type of material. Now don't complain about it. Now you become the friend of Allah and you make sabr. Allah Ta'ala says, وَعَاشِرُهُنَّ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ Treat them with kindness. Treat them with kindness because I know how I created them. And then he would say that the man sits in the house also. That I wear the pants, I have the broad shoulders, if you do have it, then he says, then take whatever the wife has to say, like a man also. Allah has given man three things. The Tanya Rahmatullah explains that when it comes to the masturat and our human folk at home, Allah has made them such the wiring of the brains of men are different and women are different. The wiring of the women is different and men are different. 
Hazrat explains, he says, that we have an emotional outburst. Allah Ta'ala has made the women like this. That wherever challenges come in life, they cannot take the pressure, it's an emotional outburst. That is normal. But every man thinks something is wrong with my wife. Everything she's shouting for, she's shouting, she's shouting. She's shouting because you're not listening. And she tells you, you're not listening also, you're not hearing me. So I'm going to shout just as loud to get your attention. That's the time the man could open his shoulders and say, speak to me, I'm your man. She will have the emotional outburst. Then Hazrat says, then when the emotional outburst subsides, then intelligence comes in. After intelligence, then comes sharia at the bottom. Allah has made her like this. Allah has made men differently. But if the man's tarbiyat, islah, reformation is not done, then ulama say you will find in the house is two women fighting. Now she's fighting and you're also talking. Now there's two emotional outbursts in the house. The man says, what happened I've given you? And then Moana will say that we take them on a holiday once a year. And we expect them now to behave the rest of the year. What happened I've done for you? He says, forget about it. Allah has made them different. Allah has made them every day, the separate days, a new day. That is why Hazrat Jibana Masihullah Khan Sahib Rahim Allah says, Ke miya bano, miya umat bano. Shohar bano, shir mat bano. We say, become a real miya, become a real man of the house. And who's the man of the house? Man samata naja. That he keeps his silence completely. Nabi alayhi salallahu alayhi wa guaranteed if you would maintain your silence, you will succeed. You will never fail. No matter what corner she pushes you into, you're not answering because you know you're wrong. Then to keep silent. What to do at that time? Ulama say, Sad durud sharif. Everyone durud, ten rahmat of Allah is coming in the home. Ten rahmat of Allah. Shaitan has no place in that house. Don't say one word. What? We don't understand, my dear brothers, is more than financial security. Women want emotional security. Emotional security, this syllabus of deen we haven't opened as yet and lent. Emotional security. Where the woman can give the husband NOC, no objection certificate. I have no objections against my husband, alhamdulillah. He's a man of deen. So when the islah is not made, ulama say that now the wife will begin to speak, which is her nature. Now the husband also is upset. Now you have two women that are fighting. It should be the other way around. That when it comes to disputes in the house, which will happen, the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, when the waqiyah incident of the slander took place and she was slandered, na'uzu billah, and Nabi alayhi salatu wa salam, Madina Munawwara, the whole charcha began. People were talking about it. It's a long incident. So he suggested to Aisha, go back to your father's house, till we decide the matter. But the demise of Nabi alayhi salatu wa salam, she was only 18 years old. A young girl, like you're telling your wife, pack your bags and go home till we decide the matter. A young girl was going through a heart, married to the Nabi of Allah. Ya hey Allah, what is happening? I am innocent, I am chaste. She goes back to her father's house. Finally, wahi comes down, ten ayat. Surah An-Nur. Nabi Ali salatu salam goes to the in-laws. Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala anhu. The Aisha is seated, her mother is sitting there. Understand now, the psychology Allah ta'ala has given our masturat. Every man feels something is wrong with my wife. I don't know how to handle it. We have to learn how to handle ourselves. 
She has emotional outburst. We start from the bottom coming up. First is Sharia. Ya Allah, what is your command? How do I handle this right now? Keep your silence. Keep your cool. Don't say one word. لا تغضب Hadith Sharif says, don't get angry. Sympathize. I understand. I know how you feel. Person has to even grip his wife or hold her. The firm grip, I understand what you are going through. That is one day, one at that moment. Not to say that something is wrong with you, why are you shouting? He enters the house of Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala anhum. And he says that wahi has come down in regards to Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, that she is chaste. She is innocent. And he recites the ayat of the Quran Sharif. Allah sends wahi down. Look at the reaction. The mother-in-law, the Aisha radiallahu anha's mother says to the Aisha, that get up and thank Nabi alayhi salatu salam. What's her reaction? What did he do? What did he do? Wahi came down. He sent me back home in Abu Bakr. He sent me back home. What did he do? What you will say? The audacity. Na'uzubillah. The wife of Rasulullah smiled. He smiled. It was you and I for a change. Now I'm right or I'm wrong. But Allah Ta'ala has made them like that. But the men, we have to learn mentally how to take care of them. Emotionally how to secure them. So first is the command of Allah. So every home will have the outburst. But the husband, on samata naja, whoever keeps silent, cool, calm, smile, he will succeed. He will succeed. Thereafter, the emotional outburst, the husband is quiet. But Allah Ta'ala's command right now, treat her kindly. So Hakim Sahib used to say, that the men know the ahadith very well. That if the husband is angry with the wife during the evening, during the night, and they go to bed separately, and he is upset with her, the malaika curse her the entire night. What is the curse of malaika? Oh Allah, remove her from your mercy. Hazrat used to say, that how could you let the malaika curse her for the entire night? And then the next morning you will wake up and eat her roti. And you will have her breakfast that she made for you. But the entire night he says, Uskum maaf karlo, forgive her for the sake of Allah. Forgive her for the sake of Allah. Tomorrow morning she'll have your clothes ready. And your breakfast will be ready also. But you spend the night angry. There was one of the stars of Deoban. is mentioned about him. That he would receive every month only two rupees a salary. And he had a liking for chicken. Couldn't afford it. The entire year he saved one one rupee till end of the year twelve rupees he had. After one year he goes to buy a chicken he brings it home. Anticipation tonight we'll have a nice supper. The wife also after one year she's cooking chicken. So when he comes home to have the meal and he sits down on the dasarkhan and we know the wives they won't take they won't start the meal they wait for you to take first. That is a muhabbat. So he says when he took the first morsel, he didn't know whether the chicken fell in the salt or the salt fell in the chicken. Spoiled. The meal is spoiled. We can imagine now if you order something, take away, or at home, expensive meal, and the wife was on the phone, and the food got burnt, and you came into the house, what's the smell? The food got burnt. What were you doing? On the phone, we lose our cool. You know how much I spent for it? How much I spent for this meal? Couldn't be more careful. 
In his heart is a rage, is a war right now. What do I tell her? Be more careful. Why didn't you take care of it? But in that moment now, he turns his heart to Allah. This is Ihsan. That you worship Allah as if you can see Him. And he says to Allah, he signs a deal with Allah. And he says, Ya Allah, this wife of mine belongs to you, she does not belong to me. She is your bandi. She belongs to you. And I am your banda, I am your slave. Ya Allah, I forgive your slave with this deal and this contract and this remind Ya Allah, on the day of Qiyamah, you forgive me also. He never told her one word. He didn't tell her one word. He's mentioned after his demise, teaching hadith for so many years in Masjid in Dioban. Somebody sees in, in a dream, Hazrat, you in Jannat, mashallah, all the hadith, not the hadith. That one day I just held my anger against my wife. Allah forgive me. Allah forgive me. Allah Ta'ala said, treat them kindly. Don't hurt her feelings. Keep your silence. Don't tell her anything. Don't let the malaika curse her. So this is important, my dear brothers, we, Allah Ta'ala has advised us, Hadith Sharif advised us, how to have a stable home, for the young boy getting married also. As we see, women are very psychological. Say that a young man also on his first night, he should be extra careful to ensure he reads his Fajr Salah with Jamaat. Because psychologically, the woman will think he must his Salah, so I am number one, Allah is number two. It's a new phase of life altogether. Toba for the past and move ahead now. It's a new, it's a new lease on life. It's a new phase of our life. Now to connect to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hazrat used to say, this as is important now for a person to take care of her, her clothing, her shelter accommodation, and her food. Most important and that is her ta'aleem also. To educate her in deen. What she's come to in our home, what level of sharia and deen, for us now is meant to take her to a different level. Qiyamah's day, she will catch the hand of the father. She will catch the hand of her brother. She will catch the hand of her husband, of her son. That I am going to Jahannam because you didn't teach me deen. You gave me all the comforts of this world. When it comes to hijab and parda also, unfortunately we have to say these things, my dear brothers. When it comes to nowadays, families looking for good girls, they will find. We're looking for a good girl, but not too pious. We don't want a very pious girl in our home now. There's no parada. We don't want a girl that will come into our home now and separate us. We want her to eat with everyone, with the brother-in-law also. Women have this request, na'uzu billah. That we don't want a too pious girl in parada. Because we are a bit free in the house. Hadith Sharif says the brother-in-law is moat. The brother-in-law is moat. How can you sit at the same table? As Hakim Sahib used to say, that who you thought was your son turned out to be your nephew because no parada in the house. There was no parada in the house. For us now as men of the home to inculcate within our masturat, our daughters also, hijab and parada, what is the essence of parada and hijab? Quran is explicit when it comes to hijab. Yudnina alayhinna min jalabi bihin. And the tabi'i would say that what this jalabib means, jilbab, and he demonstrated to his students, he took one piece of cloth, covered himself from head to toe. He left one eye open. See, this is the demand of Quran Sharif. This is Jalabib, not from me. This is from the Creator. He said, this is how I want you. This is your protection. The last three ayat to reveal, our last ayat to reveal, وَقَرْنَ فِي بُيُوتِكُنَّ Now remain within your homes. 
The four walls of your home should be your parda. When you leave the house, the way you should be dressed as if now you can move your house with you, nobody can recognize who's behind that parda. Who is dressed? There's two incidents mentioned in regards to parda and ijab, modesty that we have to inculcate within our daughters and our women folk. And this thing starts from the home. How we dress them from the time they are young. Ulama were asked, when do we start making yet inculcate deen within our children? Ulama said, from the time you hear your wife is pregnant. From that time already tarbiyat starts with the child. Unborn child. Now already take care of your own sharam and modesty. It has the effect on the child. There was one doctor in a western country. And he says, for six months of my wife's pregnancy, I would read every night half an hour from the encyclopedia to the unborn fetus. He's making talim of encyclopedia in the house. Not Muslim. So when the child began to speak, he was quoting encyclopedia. And our Shaykh also, Shaykh Zakaria Sabrahmatullah, his father, when he began to speak, he knew almost all of Surah Al-Baqarah. So much Quran tilawat. And that time already tarbiyat starts. So when it comes to hijab and barda, for us to maintain it within the homes, my dear brothers, we worried about our physical health and the virus. Allah protect all of us. But the virus of immodesty is killing not the physical body, the spiritual heart of the people. How can it be we are breaking the commands of Allah openly and expect to have a nice meal? Allah is still giving His nehmats and His bounties. Now is the time for us to mend our ways. Come back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In one battle, a wife sent her husband out in the path of Allah and he became shaheed, he passed away. She was elderly also. She goes out after the battle to look for her husband. And she heard his shaheed. She's an old lady walking amongst the bodies. She has a parda on, a hijab on, niqab on. And she's stumbling in between the rocky area looking for the body of the husband. Somebody says, Oh Amma, oh old woman, that at this time also now you're worried about your parada, you hardly can see where your husband is, you might fall down. She says, that, Oh youngster, my husband has died, but my modesty hasn't died. I haven't lost my modesty, I still have my sharam and haya. A couple gets married, husband is working in the fields, the wife comes into a parada. Shouldn't be that the girl comes into our home, we want to change her now. You came from a true pious family. We should enhance their parada, enhance their taqwa. Show them the avenues of deen. Young girl gets married, she comes into the home. Husband is a farmer, he's farming the entire day. Then the first child comes, she's in full parada, sitting at home. The first child is born from that union. And then he tells the wife, extra expenditure. I need your help in the, in the field with me. But I'm in parada right now. But then too, expenses are high. You can't sit at home anymore. You've got to come to the shop now. She was forced to. She went with the husband, went into the field. She's working with him the entire day, carrying the baby on the back. She has the parada on, the workers are there. And that interim, now she falls pregnant again. Has a second child, another son. Husband says, now the expenditure has doubled. Now I need you full time in the field, but you can't wait the parada now. So she goes back. In that interim now when she's working there, they have a third child. No parda, no hijab, no modesty left. The three boys grow up. 
They become of age. So one day to demonstrate to her husband the effect of just a little immodesty in the home. Where every action is a reaction. And today we see more than often contagiousness, it's infectious, take precaution, take, take precaution in regards to our iman. Put upon ourselves now level 5 restriction, Ya Allah, we need complete restriction. Complete now social distancing from those that are haram for us. Complete. Ya Allah, we don't need it. All haram things are out of the house. So she tells her husband, come into the room, I want to show you something. The effect, what you have done to me. She locks the door. She tells her husband, just do as if now you are abusing me. Shout, scream, bang the walls. I want to show you something. So the husband puts on a show and an act. The sons are listening in the next room. And they race to the door. Want the, 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 the last younger son, he comes. The younger son, he comes, and he begins to shout behind the door to his father, vulgar words. You like this and you like that. If I get my hands on you, I'll kill you. That you abuse my mother. It's all just say, play behind the door. And he uses terrible language. Then the second son comes. Not so vulgar, but threatens the father. He opens his door, I will sure I'll do with you. The first son comes and he says, Ma, sabar kar, make sabar, Allah will give you jannat. Then she opens the door, she calls him in. It was all his show. You see the effect? Says the first son was born when I was in hijab and parda. See how his reaction was. Oh, my mother makes sabr, Allah will give you jannat. The second son, I was out of the house. See the effect on him. The third son, no hijab, no parda. See the effect, he wants to kill you, take your life. So all our actions, my dear brothers, when it comes to our homes, where we can bring complete sharia in our homes, the simplest thing, Allah might explain, have ta'alim in the house. Even the newlywed couple, where Ilyasa, you say, rahmatullah alayhi, nikah should be because your light is your command. Sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, I love my wife because it is the command of Allah. She loves me because it is the command of Allah. And when the command of Allah is greater than this love to leave one another, then we are prepared for this also. Salah time, I am gone. To go in the path of Allah, I am gone. Mashaykh having majalis, I am gone. Now we stay together in the command of Allah, we live in the command of Allah. Allah will give us understanding. As we said now, financial security is there, but emotional security, how to take care of our wives and our daughters. Equally, there respect also for the husband. But don't expect something, and Ali gives an example, we don't expect now a cheap motor vehicle to drive like a fast motor vehicle, like an expensive one. You won't get ABS, you won't get surround sound, you won't get now some type of aircon in the car, you pay the cheap price, the model is different. So you won't expect now from your mustrat and your ladies to behave like your friends. A youngster will tell his wife, just chill out, I'm not your friend. That you're doing 220 and you're telling me to the kalema, I'm not your friend. Then we can tell our friends. And unfortunately the youngsters at night, we hear the complaints all the time. One night is astroturf, one night is here, one night is there. But where's the night for the majlis? Where's the night for the shab guzari? Where's the night for the gash? And the young girl is sitting at the in-laws and waiting. Emotional security she doesn't have. But I've given you everything. So we have a complete syllabus, my dear brothers, how to have a Muslim pious home. Go to the mashaykh and ask them, Shouldn't be that after some time when there's a big fight in the house, now we do damage control. Alhamdulillah, many youngsters come to Alama Ikram, they find out before marriage, how do I treat my wife? How do I look after her? Allah Ta'ala give us understanding to make amal in Shabakhir Dhamma, alhamdulillah.